0: everyone to fly over footy it's been a weird uh weird evening it's been a slow start but we're going here and i'm really really excited we get lots to talk about um and i can't wait to kick into it but let's talk to everyone who's here matt you were the first to log in today so let's start with you man how are you doing
1: doing all right it's been a wild week uh personally um fandom wise i mean it's just it's been a lot
0: yeah like you your voice may sound higher this week is that what i heard something like that
1: <laughs> we'll my voice sound a little
0: higher for for some uh, unrelated purposes. Sure. <laughs> You're joining the club, I'll just say that. <laughs> Santiago, how are you, man?
2: Oh, doing great, doing great. It's been a busy week too, but uh, lots of uh, news about St. Louis CDSC in the last few weeks, so um, that's exciting.
0: Absolutely. You came into town and then I left town so I could get some warmth, so maybe there's some kind of deal like... Now that the temperature is going to be below 61 tomorrow, someone's maybe going to have to leave and go somewhere. to next? Yeah. <laughs> Jake, how are you doing, man? What's up?
3: Good. I, I would like to leave. I don't have anything planned, but I was <laughs> jealous of your trip. Yeah. I'm like, so because I, I can work from home, I haven't, like, left my house in a while except to, like, go walk the dog, which, I mean, it has been nice weather to go walk the dog. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing the photos of your trip, and I've just been, like, Sitting in my home studio, talking all day, did another soccer podcast last night. Not that I don't love talking about soccer, but I'm very excited to get out of the house and go watch some soccer this weekend.
0: Yes, yes. That's probably the best news of the week, and that's saying a lot for me, actually. Uh, Stuart, how are you doing, man?
4: I'm doing good. (laughs) Sorry, Caleb just uh, sent me a message on Twitter, so hey, Caleb. Oh. Uh I'm doing well, just uh my camera is not working and the USB camera I got to work was just a shot of like uh straight up my nose, so that's not good for anyone
1: here. So more free full of advertisement.
4: (laughs) Yeah, just more full of advertisement. I mean Matt's getting paid for And they uh, call me the paid chill.
1: <laughs> for city
4: and all, show for uh, them over here. So I love it. No, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just uh, it's been a big couple of weeks. So really exciting stuff.
0: Absolutely, it has. Let's dig right into it. I'm gonna get us started here, and then we'll uh, pass it on to Matt with more details, as we do around here. It seems. Um, so the big announcement: Centene Stadium was announced. So it's a big. Uh, 15-year partnership with Centene Corporation. They're a Fortune 25 healthcare company. Um, They're head- headquartered in St. Louis. Okay, alright, we're gonna start there. That's, that's in the article, displayed as fact. 6,000 people employed in STL, 75,000 globally. And um, I think the positive thing that you see here, the quote um, that I liked was that uh, they were looking for a company that would invest in the continued growth of our region um so yeah really big announcement really exciting we finally know the name of our stadium we have some money for our players right matt why don't you dig into some of those details
1: yeah so i think the the timeline this week has been part of the fun part of that so um a couple weeks ago there was the rumor on facebook from one of the construction workers who claimed that a stadium naming rights announcement we talked about that on one of our shows was (laughs) upcoming and they had to push it back because of the drone flying, and so we saw the drone fly this week. Um, the the teaser on the app was fun. The uh, the leak, I co- air quotes uh, or reveal the night before um, by our good buddy Frank Cusmano was fun. Um, so we got a little inside information ahead of the announcement. So everybody kind of got off their their um, what would have been the 10 a.m. hot takes. We got to spread that out a little bit the night before, so we found out it was going to be Centene Stadium the night before. Um, everybody kind of got got on what their uh, what their soapbox was going to be for that announcement, and I think it I think it's the perfect announcement. It's no no um, surprise that I would say that based on my interactions on Twitter, but honestly, you said it right there, Phil. It's the biggest St. Louis based company. that exists. It is number 24 currently on the Fortune 500 list. The next closest as far as St. Louis headquartered companies is uh, pretty sure 181. It's, uh, yeah, Emerson Electric, 181. So it's not even close as far as size goes. So that does a lot for both the company and for for the team. We know these announcements. You said it to yourself, it's a 15-year agreement. Based on other teams comparable, like Columbus and DC United, where we know it's in the three to four million dollar ballpark per year, this can be estimated at the low to middle end at 50 to 60 million dollars. And you can do a lot with that kind of money. So bottom line for the team is this provides a lot for our on the field product. Uh, we can expect that. We can we can hold the team's feet to the fire on that, that this should lead to high investment into the, into the on field product. Um, Beyond that, I think it gets to, and I do think it's important to look at it from this perspective, what it means for St. Louis. Uh, it's not too long ago where the Centene CEO, um, who built the company in St. Louis, so it's not like this guy came in out of nowhere and took over a company that was in St. Louis. He built this company in St. Louis, had a lot of not so nice things to say. So a year and a half ago or so, he had comments relating to why they stopped a uh, construction phase in Clayton. Because of crime in St. Louis, and so it, it seems kind of like a uh, easy mark to blame that if from a from a CEO. So what are you going to do to help the product? You're just going to claim St. Louis is bad for business and move elsewhere because that's kind of what it seemed at the time. Uh, fast forward last summer, you know, you could read articles on this from the Business Journal last summer. He gave an updated interview with quotes that were comparatively nicer. I don't want to move this company, you know, saying some things that you want to hear him say. Um, try. He's, he said, "Quote: I've been saying some things to try to get people's attention. We employ a lot of people in St. Louis. We have office, a lot of office space that would not be good." Referencing moving the company, hmm. so you're seeing you're seeing comments from the leadership of our now stadium sponsor that started off very negative, kind of reined it in, and we heard uh, through uh, other Business Journal authors last night in various online conversations that some of the things that the CEO of Centene, Michael Nierdorf, wanted are actually happening as far as public safety. So it's almost like you're seeing the company that city is aligning with isn't just having a history wow. of saying some negative things in St. Louis, along with their history of building their top 25 company in St. Louis, but you're seeing meaningful progress towards doing things that would help St. Louis out. You're, ta- you're seeing action behind some of those words, which. I think is key here when you're talking about you wanna see things and not just hear things. All that comes to a head as far as we're concerned with this announcement. And Phil, you know I love quotes. Uh, I, have, I have had some good quotes on the past couple of uh, couple of our shows. I'm gonna drop this one and then I'll see what you guys wanna say on the subject. So July 2021, Michael Nierdorf, CEO of Centene said quote, I'm not going to invest a lot more money in St. Louis until I see that we're dealing with the issues. Fast forward to this week, quote, Centene is pleased to invest in Centene Stadium as part of our longstanding commitment to the St. Louis region. We are committed to this community and the people who live here, said Marcella Mangera's Executive Vice President, Chief Communications Officer, one of the people who was with CKB on the podium. Quote, St. Louis is our home, and we are so proud for Centene Stadium to be the home of St. Louis City SC. That to me is almost a complete 180 from those original statements. Um, They're still doing their work with Charlotte, they're still going to be the sponsors of various things with Charlotte uh, FC, but you're seeing a complete shift in tone and and putting your money down in St. Louis now, reinvesting like we wanted to see them do. It's not just a company that's local to St. Louis, this is a company that St. Louis needs because of their size and how many people they employ and what the growth potential still is in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, let's pivot to Stewart here since we dug all the way in here. Let's Stewart. Let's uh, let's see what you kind of have uh, about you feel about all those kind of things.
4: Uh, about team I mean, I'm I got hyped. I I think uh, Gary Hibbett had the best take on Twitter about all of this, yeah. which was like everyone gets that it's it's a corporate announcement and it's not inherently in itself exciting because it's just the name of a company who's not you know part of the team but it's one step closer to the team on the field and it's something to talk about and be excited about so you know normally I'm I'm the cynical one who's just you know raining on everyone's parade (laughs) but it really is exciting you know as the first stadium sponsor to have that name you know 16 years from now when we're talking about uh, you know Steve Jobs International Stadium Center St. Louis or whatever places (laughs) it um, no no one's going to care we won't talk about it we'll be talking about why you know Josh Sargent's son isn't signing so a homegrown contract for us. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, in the moment, it's the biggest thing to talk about. So we we talk about it just like you're griping about the the color is it mm-hmm. pink or red, you know? Uh-huh. You you can only talk about what you have in front of you and right now this is what we have in front of us and it's it's exciting and I I don't see any reason to just complain about it necessarily it's it's not a crypto or nft or you know some sort of mlm scam so you know I i see all of this as a win assuming that this is a sign that Centene is pivoting and re-embracing st louis so
0: yeah, Santiago or, or Jake, any any more thoughts? Maybe on the negative, I, I almost want to kind of stay in this like subject and maybe work our way back out because there are a lot of good things to say too.
2: Yeah, so definitely another milestone for, for the club, getting closer to 2023 now. Um, the home of the team has a name, it's a St. Louis company. At the beginning when the news was leaked, um, on um, Monday, uh, when I heard Centene, obviously the first thing that came to mind, I was like, oh, wasn't their CEO saying that he, he wanted to leave St. Louis or stop investing in St. Louis? Uh, that 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 was what stuck to my head. Like that was my perception of Centene. But then after looking at it a bit more into it, um, obviously they have kind of torn things around a little bit and, and these, investment in st louis cdsc uh, shows uh, that they are committed to st louis in the long run obviously they said a lot of things yesterday about their commitment to the community and it'll be great to see uh, what the club and centine uh, will do to continue investing in the community obviously they said the right things but um, looking forward to seeing what the, what those actions will be what do you think jake
3: I mean, I don't, I don't have, like, any negativity, really. I'm not going to, like, bash on anything. Um, it is exciting. It's exciting moving forward. Uh, when the leak happened, part of me was still, like, the leak. Part of me was still, like, what if it's not, though? Mainly because when you, <laughs> you have the screenshot from the, the date, was it the date that was colored blue and everyone's comparing the colors and everything? I'm Like, that doesn't match. It's not no, the same yeah. at all. So, like, this is all a scam. So it's not going to be sentient. Um, I think the... The only real weird thing for me, I, as far as, like, the comments the CEO said, it's like, I mean, we live in a the world now where everything's canceled immediately. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. and there can be room for redemption. And this is a pretty big redemption, like, putting your money where your mouth is and investing. Like he said, invest. And that's what they're doing, literally. So uh, it, it's exciting moving forward. The only weird thing, I think, is the fact that they are uh, the jersey sponsor of Charlotte. Yeah. So are they jersey or is it training? Is training it like jersey.
1: Training jersey and regular jersey sleeve. Okay. And and they're the field sponsor, too, of Bank of America for their games.
3: Okay. I guess the only weird thing – I was thinking it was jersey their, their turf
4: sponsor?
1: Turf sponsor, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be weird seeing a team walk in and, like, their logo is in our stadium. Yeah. Um, it's better that it's not on the front, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the only weird thing, really. Well, and the, it's not unprecedented too. So that there's two or one other example I could find that they have that, and it's uh, it's Target. So LAFC has Target on their sleeve, and Minnesota United has Target as their kit sponsor. So there's at least some. Yeah. It's hap- it happens for sure yeah yeah, and, I, and think, all that money.
0: I think I think all of this comes down to you know it's a bit of weird PR that City is having to deal with because they brought them on board but you know if the last thing we remember is Sentine saying some of those negative comments um, and then they join City and there's nothing in between as far as like working for the community like actual examples that we can draw straight into our brain I'm not even saying they didn't do it you know but like if that's the only PR we can think of off the top of our heads and then there's a city signing well of course yeah we're gonna think of those things we're gonna be worried we're gonna point to that awkwardness with Charlotte that is not helpful to that already kind of bad PR and and I think we're just a little bit stuck in right now and and I think the only thing that I will point to is like you know Zach's comments the show up make noise I assume it's Zach it could be anyone on that podcast but um, very negative toward um, those things that centine was saying that we want to invest in this community and i i totally agree with that like corporations aren't necessarily too good at that and if they've done that i feel like i'd like them to kind of show us what it is or make a big giant step toward working in the community in a certain meaningful way but until then i'm kind of with zach like Say you're going to do it. Fine. I don't really trust you. You're a a corporation. Show me if you're going to do it and then I'll trust you and I will love it for real. I'll I'll back it and I will uh, shout it on this podcast that's got, you know, like 10 listeners right now, which is awesome. Um, But um, I'm with him until then. And uh, there was one big point I wanted to make and I can't think of what it is now. But um, oh, the big one is. They're giving us money for players, and that's what I really care about as a soccer fan, right? I don't think like, hey, this guy's going to sponsor a stadium, and that means the community's going to get better from Centene. No, they're sponsoring a soccer stadium because they want marketing, and we want players, and that deal is going to go on for 15 years, and in 15 years, we might look for a better deal, or we might not. We might get a better deal from Centene, and if Centene leaves, I'll be like, who cares? Someone else is coming in that's going to give us money for our players. So that's what I want to round it out with is this is all I care about. I hope we get lots of money for our players and sentine sticks with us and is a good partner for a long time. And I'm super glad it's not like Premier League. Like we don't have Chinese letters on the front of our jersey. You know what I'm saying? We have a St. Louis Corporation, the biggest one in St. Louis. You know what I mean? I'm very happy about that and I'm very proud. And so just to circle that back to positivity a little bit open forum guys let's let's just talk about this and and maybe even end with some good stuff huh
1: so i i i'll challenge you on one thing because i'm curious i'm curious about this one so the notion that you want to see a centine um put put their actions in play that you want to you want to see them do things you want you don't just want to hear them talk a good a game good game with the quotes i, I would kind of just flip it back to the sheer fact that why are we talking about them in the first place? It's because they put so much action in place and invested so much. To me, it doesn't matter what percentage of their investment is of their overall net worth or advertising. It's it's, it's all a moot point. Like, what's what's the point in even looking at, at it from that perspective? It it doesn't do any doesn't do any good. They they're investing locally. They're investing in their future in St. Louis because if you're looking at it from a marketing perspective, the naming rights of the St. Louis City Stadium means that they're trying to draw people to St. Louis percent team. Like they're not going to hire people in Atlanta or in Chicago because they've got the St. Louis soccer teams stadium. That doesn't, doesn't do them any good. It's, it's marketing themselves in St. Louis, which will help drive more people to the St. Louis area that they can recruit. So it's that kind of investment too. It's not just having their name be the biggest name physically in downtown West. It's what that means long term for them in St. Louis. And to me, that's the action. So I look forward to long-term programming as far as the health and wellness that they talked about, just like I know Purina is working with them on, just like I'm sure they're doing things with Together on the financial side, but that kind of stuff is going to happen behind the scenes until they set those things up. I'm pretty sure Bar-K was a Purina collaboration with them as well because their logo is over there at Bar-K, uh, you know, the dog park. I look forward to those things too, but what I'm saying is, at some point you can't just say all right i want to see action when action is staring you right in the face
0: it is it, it, but it's a very to me it feels like a bit like a trickle down kind of action like but it is but it's real and it's necessary and we really really need corporations and jobs in st louis we're desperate for it really so if that's their only contribution i will vacuum that and say that that's enough I truly, I think it's enough. You know, we don't need them doing all the extra stuff that um, maybe we're extremely spoiled that CKB and, and all, all of that corporation is doing for us. I don't know. Well, and
1: don't get me wrong. I, ex- I fully expect there to be health and wellness. They, they made that a cornerstone of their speeches. I fully expect there to be some partnership, whether they're going to, you know, have some kind of gym programming or sponsor some kind of. Um, race event, or you know, get involved in the community some way with health and wellness. I'm fully expecting that. I expect the city centene name to be uh, collaborating in that aspect as well. But I'm saying I'm not waiting for I'm not waiting for the first thing, the second thing to say, okay, you're starting to prove yourself. You don't have to prove yourself to me, first of all. But to me, it's you've invested this already. That's the step now. You can like that's what we should all be excited about. And then if nothing happens in the next two or three years we'll probably look back on it and be like, well, where the hell was all the other programming? Hmm. But it's not like I'm not waiting for the two, three, four things eventually to happen before I'm saying, okay, that's enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I
4: think
2: that the sponsorship is the first step. Um, They're putting their money into a team, investing in the city, uh, showing they wanna stay in the city. And it's gonna take time. We're not gonna see that programming uh, come out uh, Tomorrow or in the next few weeks, uh, it's going to take some time, but, but uh, let's wait and, and see uh, what that programming will be. But uh-huh. this is the first step and investing in the team, investing in the city, uh, it's great for, for a company that um, has been talked about uh, not, not being good for St. Louis or wanting to leave St. Louis. But it shows their commitment and that they want to stay here for long.
0: As a St. Louisan, that's my favorite thing. That I, it, I would actually enjoy being part of that PR thought process of, yeah, we joined City and we wanted to be very public, saying that this is our headquarters, that we're building something in St. Louis, that they intend to stay here. They were able to say all of those things with this announcement, and they probably got a lot more attention for it because it was a stadium announcement kind of thing. So... Um, you know, if this is just part of them changing their message, um, making, getting a little better PR and they end up in five to 10 years having a really good look in the city of St. Louis, um, man, this is a really nice turning point in my opinion. It could really be a a flag in the sand in that way. So any other thoughts? It looks good on the stadium. You know, they did the front porch thing and I thought that was nice and uh, the logo looks good. doesn't look bad in any way. Matt, I also loved as a side um, that you noticed that they had the, the city crest without the city vertical letters and I really like the look of that. I think it looks awesome.
1: The secondary crest is one of my favorite things. And yeah. I think that's the first time that we've seen it really with the uh, two primary colors, the river blue and the city red before it had been like a white, red type of a thing. And I hope they use that more. I would love to see that over um, south of Market on the training field side. I think that's a really cool play on the main crest that it doesn't get a lot of use out of now. But I think at this point, people are starting to see, and maybe it'll carry to next year, the main crest. I'm looking at it over here, but it's and here and everywhere. But it's there, everybody knows it. Like you walk out and people know that. So I'm hoping we get to see more of that because it's really cool.
0: Agree. Um, any more thoughts? Open forum. Uh, Jake, I know you touched on it already, but uh, you know, if that hadn't turned out to be the right news, right? <laughs> it would have been so crazy. <laughs> uh, the one
1: yeah. thing I thought would have been the one thing I thought would have been funny. I said was if they had given each journalist or news outlet a different name, just to be. See- <laughs> <laughs> who would have leaked it that, that, that way they would have known or something.
0: Yeah. There were some thoughts that maybe he broke the, uh, what, what is it called? The, um, that the silence, but what is it? embargo. the embargo? Yeah. yeah. And that would be really terrible. I hope he didn't. But um, my wife made a good point that it's KSDK, like Centene's been in the news for a long time. So like it could have very easily come from some random Centene person. More than
1: likely, right? I started to think that even if, City gave him a heads up, which I'm still not convinced they did. It seems like he did one of the like he got it from Centine or from a source and yeah. was able to confirm it once or twice. You know, the the two sources and you can run with it. I'm. It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up doing that independently or somebody on his staff did.
2: Uh, the city has been so good about keeping things secret when they when they have things to announce. So I was surprised that it was leaked. But yeah, uh, I think he had some information from somebody at Centine and was able to, to confirm it. See, uh, I was surprised, oh, they gave him uh, the name of the stadium um, more than 12 hours before the announcement. That's, that's hard to believe based on the ways they have been doing with our announcements, but uh, it is done. But yeah, I, I was hope hope. Secretly hoping, oh, maybe they gave him the wrong name. Uh, this is part of the strategy to surprise everybody, but unfortunately, it didn't happen.
0: <laughs> maybe someday it will happen. Hopefully, not to us. But yeah, Frank, Frank outdid us all on that day, and uh, props to him. He did it right, so all worked out. Um, oh, lastly, the post dispatch article, being the best one, right from Tom Timmerman, felt felt like it was had the most details, and the and we seemed to really like his reporting a lot it always seems to be the best okay lastly uh next rather preseason schedule it was trickled out slowly we were able to in, uh, investigate and, and find some of the the good detective work from everyone in the podcast and facebook and everyone out there looking for games and now we have a full schedule one being this saturday uh Stuart, why don't you start us with this one
4: yeah, so this is exciting. It's uh, Memphis nine hundred one, and uh, there'll be a couple of familiar faces with uh, John Burner and uh, Kadeem Dakers play for them. Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Sigbers moved down to Miami, um, so we won't have <clears throat> him joining us. But no, it'll be fun. Uh, we've had some exciting matches with them at St. Louis FC. Man, just thinking of Tim Howard coming and...
0: <laughs> Speaking of Zach, that's, I can't not put those two together.
4: Yeah, Zach and Tim <laughs> Howard. Speaking of which, Memphis One is playing Chattanooga FC in the uh, Open Cup, so I wonder if Jeremy will fly Zach down there for for some heckling, but... <laughs> uh, Ace and no Mem- Memphis will be exciting they're always an interesting exciting team and um, I love that it's not closed door so City's letting us in to just experience it um, and, I don't know it's just it, it, it's feeling real guys and that's that's great it's it's hard to kind of put into words. I was thinking this morning about how how excited I am about this summer, and it's it's kind of one last ride in the lower leagues, I think, for some of us. Yeah, we've been through St. Louis FC, and good point. To, to be blunt, I think MLS Next Pro this year is going to be a bit more amateur than we're used to, with maybe USL. I don't think they quite have their act together in a way that USL did, but it's their first year, so yeah. that'll change, I'm sure. So, no, it's, it's a preseason game. You'll get together, you'll meet some new people, you'll see some people you haven't seen in a while, and um, we'll be cold because it's 36 degrees outside, and you know, the soccer probably won't be as good as it should be because everyone's a little rough.
0: I've never been on the berm and felt warm at the same time, so I mean, all is right in the world, I think. I love that. If I can interject before you guys talk, I like you mentioned the lower leagues thing, we can just get this out of the way because, yeah, I mean, I'm in love with USL and came from the USL show, so I'm really, I'm with you. Thank you so much, City, for setting these up to not be closed door it kind of does give us lower league guys like one last hurrah. Yeah, it's going to be more amateur than what we're used to with USL Championship, but it might remind like remind us of the first season a little bit. And it also um will be the last time like I can scream at a player and he like hears me clearly. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of <laughs> stuff I'm going to miss. I love the amateur side of of uh, lower division soccer. So this again, it'll give me one last hurrah in that way. I'm with you Stuart.
1: and you don't feel bad about it like with the academy so with the academy it's like all right guys these are these are kids don't I know yeah on them. <laughs> same these yeah are, these are gonna be professionals again when we get to
0: <laughs> I wanted to yell at the ref so many times and I was like just keep your cool man take it easy um, but there were a couple games let's talk about those before we say anything else about the schedule um, Matt I, I think you probably have this more than I do if I'm not mistaken I believe we played Cincy and lost two to zero and Union two and lost two to zero is that correct
1: I think it was four zero okay yeah
0: Santiago, you had the details, it sounds like. but um, So a rough start, but these guys have never played together, right? Santiago, anything you were thinking when you saw those?
2: Yeah, I know. Well, obviously, um, two losses, 2-0 two and 4-0. Uh, so the fact that caught my attention was that we didn't score any goals. Obviously, I wasn't expecting to win these matches. These guys have been training uh, for a week, week and a half. They are getting to know each other uh but yeah it surprised me that we didn't score any goals um but uh it's the beginning uh i was also hoping that maybe uh we're gonna get a good result against against cincy <laughs> um but uh, obviously they got the best of us uh, we will see them uh, in 2023 in mls but i wouldn't think much of these results um uh, is the beginning um, and it was against an MLS team and the one that, the one against Philadelphia, obviously is the same, um, the same level, uh, MLS next pro. Um, so I was hoping it was going to be closer and maybe the team was going to score, but it's early and these guys are learning the system and, um, they will figure it out in the next few, um. Um, matches and friendly matches and be ready for the beginning of the MLS next pro season. I'm looking forward to uh, Saturday um, seeing these guys playing together uh, for the first time. The, the other thing that would be great to see is that um, they announced 21 players, but then on the, on the press release um, they mentioned 24, so it'll be great to see oh. who these other three guys are.
0: Absolutely. Um,
4: Yeah. uh, Beyond the preseason, we didn't talk about it, but they announced the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, We would be hosting at Ralph Court Stadium in SIUE. We'd be hosting Indy 11, who's an old uh, USL championship rival for the Hoosier Cup. So uh, (laughs) that'll be... April 5th, 6th, or 7th, I believe. Midweek so. matches. yeah. Midweek. AJ yeah, Cochran? midweek. AJ Cochran will come back to St. Louis homecoming. Um, I hope he, he takes it easy. But I, <laughs> this would be the perfect year for just a deep cup run for uh, City 2. I mean, the only year for City 2 to do a cup run. But um, I really hope it's more than just one match in the open cup for, for
1: City. The only the only year we get to be one of those lower league underdog type teams that could make it yeah. run.
0: Yeah. Hoosier Cup, so, is that your work there Stuart? Or is that official?
4: Uh it's not official. It's just <laughs> uh, it's kinda of the obvious one that yeah. I think been bandied around a few times, but I think indie people kinda ruffle some feathers there. But Perfect. You know.
0: Perfect. <laughs> What were you
1: going to say, Matt? Sorry. So Santiago mentioned uh, we have three unknowns that had been training or trialing or whatnot with City. We also have three players who aren't yet with City. At least they weren't when the roster was announced. So of the of the 21 that were announced, um, Josh Doling, Celio Pompo martin, martin Martins? I'm going to go Martin And Max Schneider we not with the team. They were listed as internationals not yet joining the club. And so when we're talking about not – surprised we're not scoring a goal, the thing I found interesting about our roster is we are – we seem to be pretty shallow up front. We only have two um, professionally contra- contracted players up front, uh, Dita Armstrong, who's 17, and Josh Doling, who is decorated from Missouri State, um, originally from London, in um, the Manchester United youth system but Josh wasn't even with us it doesn't seem like in Florida so uh. we're talking about using our, our amateurs our Carson Gibbs our Anthony Falpel and Nathan Ferguson that might I mean I'm not uh, we none of us watched it I'm just looking for reasons on what could have caused the lack of goal scoring lack of offensive attack when you're playing the Philadelphia Union two who have a proven strong academy structure and you're playing an MLS side, Cincy or otherwise, um, you know that, that's good level of competition for a team that may be down three of who very well could be their top players.
0: Mm-hmm. Really good point there. And it's early. Like the thing that struck me about those was that. We do have a system that takes time to figure out, and we're adding a bunch of players to the academy guys. There's a chance our academy guys look best because they know where to go at all times. You know what I'm saying? So, I was just, Are they
1: physical enough, though, against who they were playing?
0: I know. I mean, yeah, look at what we saw with the U, uh, Scott Gallagher U23s against Des Moines Minutes, right? It was very different. I mean they they stood up and, and looked good by the end, but yeah, it makes a difference when it's grown men versus academy players for And sure. we
1: still have yet to play FC Cincinnati on any competition uh even evenly matched. So our academy when we played FC Cincinnati, they were playing kids who were years ahead of them. They weren't it was a friendly, I think I think it was a 16th match, but they were playing 19-year-olds U23 type people. So that was nowhere near um, uh, an even match. And here, it was our two-team against their MLS team where our two-team had been practicing for a week and a half.
3: Yeah. yeah. So eventually,
1: wanna... we'll find the... Yeah.
3: No, I was going to jump in with some beef that I have with Sensi now. Cause, oh. Uh, well, that game specifically, they were... <laughs> I'm just going to call them out. I don't care. Um, their Twitter account was just like giving play-by-play, like minute-by-minute, <laughs> play-by-play, like it was a full-on game. <laughs> They're tweeting tagging st louis city sc with no mention at all that it's our mls next pro team and i mean they don't have to that's fine but just like so like the they were so excited and so like energetic and oh my gosh we got another goal in and, and their fans are like oh i'm trying not to get too excited i know it's preseason i shouldn't get excited it's like yeah you shouldn't this is our mls next pro team because we're practicing for maybe a week yeah so you shouldn't right. get excited at all so I was just like Let their hopes
4: be dashed in the future
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah right I, was like, I mean it might come back to bite me later Hopefully not But it was just really funny It was nice that they were tweeting Just to get a play by play Especially since we didn't have a lineup or anything out I know uh, Matt was trying to find the stream and everything And uh, there wasn't We just need someone We didn't need someone on the ground with an iPhone Yeah um, But yeah it was funny Seeing their fans get really hyped I mean they got a win so
0: They need a win Jake
3: so, yeah, they they had a they had a rough season last year and wins uh, were lacking so
2: yeah. I guess they'll take this one.
0: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. I I I said a couple weeks ago that like I I always like I'll type up a tweet and then delete it cuz I'm like I yeah, can't I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to that guy. But I was like very close to just I wanted to respond so bad and be like, "Hey guys, hey. You know who you're playing? Like we're not an MLS team yet." So, <laughs> I did it, I did it, but now I said it, so now they know. Perfect. This is the perfect medium for them. I'm tag them, tag their
1: Twitter. <laughs> up. Uh,
0: any other thoughts about preseason? Do we want to say the schedule? Does anyone have it up? I don't have it in front of me, and I'll mess it up if I try.
1: Yeah, I have it. The, so we've already played the Union 2 and FC Cincinnati on February 8th and 11th. Memphis 901 is this Saturday, February 19th at 3 o'clock. Thank 3-4 you. Soccer Complex. Please come out and support. Um... The following week, February 25th, at Indy 11, that's a closed-door matchup. Um, so it starts at noon central. So more power to you if you want to try to get in there. Um, they're back home March 1st against Maryville at Maryville. That's a 3.30 p.m., but it's a weekday matchup. I think it's a Tuesday, March 1st. Okay. March 5th. March 5th is where it's going to be. Louisville City. The King's Cup is reignited. Um, 3 o'clock on a Saturday, March 5th. Location to be determined. Read into that what you will. March 11th, we go to St. Louis University, Herman Stadium at 11 a.m. March 15th, we play Missouri State back at Creve Corps at 3 p.m. And then finishing up preseason in Omaha, March 18th, against the Union Omaha at 2 p.m. Central. Location TBD.
0: I'll be so excited because Missouri State's been in the tournament the last couple years. It'd be so cool if some of those players, like, turn out to be really good and we have a bit of a pipeline there.
1: And we have three of them already, so it's one of those where, yeah. you know, you've got uh, Palazzolo who has his slew connection, but you've got three Missouri State, and they all are very highly decorated.
0: Yeah. That'll be a cool one to watch, for sure. They've really – like. They're not getting much attention. Slew got a lot of attention, deservedly so, but Missouri State has been good. And, yeah, not much attention. But if their players turn out, um, these could be some nice lottery tickets. be really cool if they so, played up.
2: Yeah, so, Matt, with that last friendly being March 18th, it's probably safe to assume we won't have a, an MLS Next Pro match uh, that weekend, right?
1: Yeah, so the rosters for MLS Next Pro lock on the 18th which we had speculated could lead to the start of the season being that next day, which is what MLS usually does. It still could be the next day for some teams, but more than likely we'll have, I would assume, a midweek match or the following week, um, end of March, as our, our opener.
0: Bookmark in your, in your brains. Uh, speaking of guys who've come up through Missouri, you like that transition? Uh, there's been a lot of action on Twitter this week. Just want to make sure you guys are noticing that Kip Keller's been all over the Austin FC Twitter. And there was a nice interview with him, with a guy in Austin, and he played 45 minutes with Austin. And it went so well that now there's, like, rumors circulating he could start on day one, which is something Jack Mayer didn't pull off. This is like, it doesn't happen very often, even for um, rookie center backs in MLS, even with how many got picked this year. I'd be surprised if more than one did, if at all. So anyway, it's big deal. Hope you guys are following that in Austin FC. Anyone want to talk about Kip? Anything they saw maybe I didn't mention?
4: Well, I saw that uh, Austin fans were just raving about him. His composure, his... Uh his calmness with the ball and his uh, ability in the air and um, some people were like, Oh, we're, you know, it's, it's amazing that we have this awesome center back and other people were saying, well, he was, you know, slated to go number one. So the fact that he fell was just kind of an obvious course of action for Austin. But no, he seems to be fitting like a glove there, and I mean, we know Kip, we love Kip, we know he's going to be successful, so yeah. I hope he just absolutely kills it everywhere outside of when he plays St. Louis, of course. So, um, The coolest no, detail,
0: think, you mentioned uh, it there, Stuart, a little bit, but um, the coolest detail I saw was that... the. He feels pretty comfortable, it seems, like, doing everything. But he is having to play the ball on the ground a lot more, which is, like, really cool for his development, first of all. But number two, it sounds like he's doing fine with that, even though he's not used to it, which I think says a lot. Like, if it's your weakest point in your game and you're already keeping up with MLS, maybe, to some degree, in preseason, that's awesome. I'm so excited. Like, even if he doesn't start day one, that kind of thing makes me think, He's going to be able to step it up at some point point, uh, improve his game and, and step in as a starter. If not, yeah, at some point. That's what I felt like. Did I cut you off, Stu? I'm sorry.
4: Oh, no, no. I, I think you, uh, you nailed it there.
0: Cool. Jack Lynn also got signed to a professional contract. I think it was three years with options, if I'm not mistaken, with Orlando City. And it's really cool. They don't have to. I don't know if everyone knows this, but a super draft pick doesn't have to sign with the team and the team doesn't have to sign them. So the fact that they want Jack is a good thing. Yes, they have an MLS next pro team, I believe. So he may be down there, but it's still a good opportunity for a St. Louis boy. And Stu, I saw what you were saying about him. I'm going to go back to what you said about him today.
4: Oh, just Jack. Yeah. Some people were talking about how high his motor is and, uh, how they expect him to make an impact with uh, Orlando City this year which now I, I fully expect that as well i mean he's a he's a quality player he's a good striker good good up top um, and orlando's a good location for him you saw what they did with dk and what they did with chris miller so hopefully jack's the next one on the list to kind of break through and he he won't have quite the expectations as a generation Adidas guy will, so he'll hopefully have a little more time. But uh, do you guys know I, who's their current starting striker? I'm, I'm not sure.
0: Oh, good question. I'm gonna a, I'm gonna try to pull it up. I've been meaning to look this up. But Nani's gone, right? Not that he yeah. was their striker, but. He would do it once in a while. DK's gone.
4: Miller's gone. Mueller.
0: Yeah, Miller's gone. Shoot. I went to Mob and they don't have any games available to look at.
2: So they just they just signed um, recently uh, Facundo Torres uh, from Uruguay, oh. and it's, it was a big signing. Um, they were after him uh, for a while, and there were a lot of rumors that it was happening, then that the deal was off, then he was back on, off again. But uh, they finally signed him, a very exciting player. Um, he's 21 years old and had a success with Peñarol in Uruguay. And uh, supposedly, um, it is a, it is a, supposed to be a good signing for Orlando. And um, he's one of those players that is seeing the MLS as one of those leagues where he can uh, be seen by teams in Europe and make that transition in in the next two to three years. And I I think he, from what I have seen, I think he's gonna make an impact. Um, but even with that, uh, I think Jack could make a difference out of the bench. Or even with being exposed to uh, to such a good player as, as Facundo Torres, um, he's uh, gonna learn and and he's gonna he's gonna get a good experience there and yeah hopefully he can get some minutes uh, at the beginning. It it may be hard for him to to get minutes but um, he, he's gonna get there.
1: It'll be interesting to see how this year turns out because that's a that's a tandem relationship they're gonna have to deal with for a while for Jack because Torres it looks like signed a four-year contract option for a fifth as a young designated player signing for a club record fee of nine million so they're invested
0: but he is listed. I finally got their roster up on transfer marked. Um, he's listed as a left winger. So if he starts there, you know, Benji Michel has played on the wing. I do believe Lynn could play on the wing if they really wanted him to. Um, so he'd be competing with him in that case. But their center forwards are all kind of older, except for Erkan Kara is a 26-year-old Austrian, it looks like. Yeah, he like.
4: signed this year, I think, as well.
0: So that's his biggest competition. Alexandre Pato is 32, center forward. Tesho Akindele, those guys, I mean, they're experienced and they're gonna get the job done in a lot of ways, but it doesn't mean they're not the kind of guys that would block Jack long-term, so.
2: Yeah, and I think the fact they signed him um, is telling too, knowing yeah. that, that they have so many good players. Uh, signing him to a, to a three-year contract, uh, is a good sign that, that they think of him as, as the future and that's an option uh, long term so so i think it's good
0: agree that's a good one um let's talk a little bit about the roster matt let's start with you because i know you had kind of like your top five favorite players i think next week or even if we don't dive into this next week i'm going to put something up i want to do a really deep dive on these in the entire roster but matt let's start at least a little bit here with your top five
1: yeah, so I'll, I'll go quick on my top five that I'm most interested in on our uh, our two roster. So it's um, our back line is interesting to me because I think when I look at like who, who I'm most excited about are professionally contract players. I'm thinking about who has the biggest potential to jump up next year. So obviously Josh Yarrow is one that I'm super excited to watch play this year. He's the only one named to the MLS roster. He signed an MLS deal and he's playing for the two team this year. Um, beside that, Ezra Armstrong, um, who should slide in as a left back, uh, famous family too, uh, father Desmond, who was one of two first, first two U S born black men's national team players to play in a world cup. Wow. So there's a lot of, there's a legacy going on there for Ezra. Um, Ezra's brother, Dita is also on the roster. One of the forwards I mentioned earlier. um. Josh Doling is another one. So he's from London, England, played for MSU, decorated All-American for three straight years. Um, only interesting thing about Josh is he was eligible for the Super Draft last year, but did not get selected. And I couldn't find too much about why that was the case, but I thought it was notable that he was eligible but didn't get selected. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Hebert, another backline guy I'm interested in. I think... He's another decorated Missouri State, so he's, he's one of those that uh, I'm very interested. Is 24 years old, so I think he's got, or like uh, Doling, um, a lot of experience under his belt collegiately, so it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the back line. And then Max Schneider um, is my fifth guy to watch. So Max, um, Marshall University by way of Cologne, Germany, uh, plays, from what I can tell, holding midfield position most of the time, um, but like a high holding midfield position. Um, he comes from the Bayer Leverkusen uh, system, so you know, make make with that what you will. Those mm-hmm. those relationships there, but he's one of those that I mentioned earlier, uh, along with Josh, who isn't with City or at least wasn't in the beginning. I think Max has a lot of potential, um, especially coming from um, coming from Marshall. So a lot of success uh, that will hopefully translate to City.
0: Yeah, I asked Devin Kerr about uh, the Schneider since he was at Marshall and Kerr was like a fanboy for Marshall. And he said that he's a six, pretty much profiles as a six, not yep. super fast, but super dependable. He kind of profiles to me kind of like Palo which would be interesting to see that kind of a battle. And I wouldn't like with the style of play we are. Any six that isn't super fast, like, totally could convert to center back in a pinch. Or even, like, if you want him to move up as a center back. I could see it um, for both those guys. They're both kind of big guys. So, Um, Stuart, any thoughts on the roster from you?
4: I mean, I'm excited to see uh, AJ play. He's a local guy I've been following for a long time. I think he was the former Missouri High School Player of the Year in 2017, 2016. He's had a really interesting career because he had a medical redshirt year, and then he had a COVID redshirt year or COVID um, year of eligibility. So he spent five years at Indiana and uh, one year at SLU. So he came back and now he signed and he's staying here. So. He's also bounced all the way around the pitch. Uh, He played center back in high school. I want to say he played right back, right mid, and even forward at times for Indiana. So he was all over the place. So he's a versatile player. Um, He's one just from a, a personal bias. I'm excited to see him play and also... Juan Cousin come back to St. Louis Yeah, him play oh, yeah. as a uh, St. Louis FC guy. I mean, he was probably the original, like, Academy, St. Louis FC Academy guy, him and, like, Anthony Brown. Um, so to see Juan come back and, and, and sign is really exciting, that St. Louis FC connection. Um. And he even had an unofficial roster rule named after him. The cousin oh. rule. What is it? Oh, because he uh, he signed for Sporting Kansas City after being under an amateur contract for St. Louis FC. Ah. So that was a, a big controversy in 2016, if I'm going <laughs> way back in the day on that. So. Uh, but a lot of familiar and exciting faces on this roster, in addition to the new ones. So, of course, it's not even touching on like Jack Wagner and uh, the Gibbs brothers. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll dig into. that know ah,
4: it's so much, so much to get excited about.
0: Santiago, any for you? Any favorites? Oh, you might be muted
2: yeah sorry, sorry. I, I muted because my dog was barking <laughs> like crazy uh, but uh obviously you guys uh, already mentioned uh, a lot of the players that caught my attention but uh, definitely a, a good mix of uh players with experience like there are a few uh, with experience in usl some with experience um, in in college soccer um one of them uh, akil watts even played uh, in the world cup uh, with the u17s uh, then he uh, he played with a, for a couple of years uh, in spain uh, in the uh, majorca system um, so definitely a good mix of experience and and players that um that will bring something to the team and that will help uh, develop uh, the, the academy guys that that were moved up this year i was i was excited about seeing six academy players moving up uh hopefully we'll see uh, a few more right now uh, they have uh, in that roster they have nine uh, amateur players so um there is still room for a uh, for a couple more so uh excited about seeing who those two will be um but yeah it's it's great to see uh um, that the team is started to, um, to form and uh, already had some uh, preseason matches and looking forward to what this season will be, especially uh, keeping an eye on, on two or three players that hopefully we'll see uh, in 2023 playing with the main team.
0: Glad you brought up kill Watts. He's really cool. So he's one of two. He also played at Loose City, of course, with Hackworth. Hack- so um, they brought him in after Mallorca. Which was such a cool pickup in general i love when usl guys and mls guys scoop up guys from europe that didn't quite make it there but he played right back coming up but um hackworth used him as a center mid because he needed him there at the time and so i don't know if that was normal for him or not but um he did really well as a center mid so he can play center mid and right back so that's kind of a cool one and then Juan kazane um Kind of was used as like a deep lying playmaker with sporting. And when he went to Rio Grande Valley, they used him there sometimes and it eventually he settled in as an eight. And he'd kind of like, just like eights do in a three man midfield, we see it with the national team, see it with a lot of other teams. They kind of disappear for part of a game and then they pop up and score a goal. And he did that so many times with them. So it'll be really cool to see like he might be Aaron Hurd competition in a way, um, in some ways. They're different, but they could play the same position and, and do the same kind of thing. So, anyway, uh, really cool signings. Those are my favorite USL ones. Thought I'd key in on that one. Um, Jake, you want to say anything about the roster, about preseason coming up? And I wanted to touch on the rumored new player. We haven't even talked about it in uh, the the pregame show here. So let's uh, kind of move in that direction.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't... Most of this roster is like a mystery to me. So, uh, But I think seeing... I mean, San- Santiago, you touched on the, the mix and seeing kind of where they came from. It, it really feels, it, it seems like it's a cool blend. And um, like with some players from USL, some from college, it's like they, it, it's going to be interesting to see them blend, but it almost, it makes me feel like they're not just grabbing whoever, but it was very like, yeah, they, they got who they want uh, to put where they want. So, um uh, so that's exciting and yeah, like I said, it's kind of a mystery to me. I mean some of the names I know a little bit, um, but it's gonna be really exciting this Saturday to actually see them and really start to see the vision and, and put the put the faces in the number. If they have numbers, I don't know. We saw some of the pictures from those friendlies in Florida. They didn't have any numbers, but at least put the see the faces in some uh some pretty generic jerseys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the final news we're going to close on this, guys. Uh, Joachim Nilsson is a Swedish international. I think he's 24. Center back, left footed, the second most minutes for his team, Armenia Bielefeld, in uh, Bundesliga. Uh, just watched them play this last weekend, and he looks very steady. Um, I thought he wasn't challenging headers enough, so maybe he can work on that. But uh, otherwise, the dude's fast. He's got good feet, and he's a workhorse for sure. Um, looked great and has potential. Um, anyone want to talk about Nielsen at all?
1: It looks like he's Sorry. he's wanted, so he's drawing interest elsewhere too, not yeah. just San City. So I think uh, I, I think if if we land him, it probably says more along with what Lutz has and what Lutz can offer coming over here because he still has an eye towards the Swedish national team. Um, if he comes over here, he's not going to want to lose opportunities to continue to build his resume and prove, you know, when he comes over, he'll be probably 29, maybe early, late 28. So he'll still have some years in him for a national team duty. And it'll be interesting to see if he comes here. Um, it'll with that kind of eye towards the national team, I think that'll say a lot towards, um, the reputation the city will have had. Also, he could be a TAM player when you get into the weird mechanisms and uh, what we have to do to sign him. And then you'd we only have a certain amount of DP slots for really high level players. He, it, you know, I think um, his rumor, he makes more than, will be making more than the league maximum, 612 ish. So I think we'd have to use some TAM money to buy him down. First one of those, so that's interesting to
0: see. Yeah absolutely I I thought the weirdest thing too was that he did say he was quoted somewhere saying that he thinks going to St. Louis will help his national team prospects and to think that a German Bundesliga center back a a starting one um, thinks that he might it might help him get into Sweden I thought it was a little weird at first but they're about to get relegated so it's not a bad landing spot if he's one of the most valuable uh, defenders in MLS which I could easily see him becoming
1: it kind of makes me wonder too, um, how much players are going to value playing in a system by Lutz Finnesdahl. Uh. You know, his name is like with that quote especially. I can lead in make a lot of conclusions that his name means a lot to decision makers across the world. So you're you're wanting your national team coaches to take note of where you are and your opportunities to still be there, and you see a Lutz Finnesdahl system as beneficial to that. That I mean, that gets you a little excited at what's to come and some players and how players might be viewing um, St. Louis as a landing spot.
0: The other thing is, and first of all, this is rumors, and I wanted to correct myself. He's 28 right now. Uh, February 6th, 1994 is his birthday. If you all want to keep track of that, he just turned 28. Um, Santiago, what do you think? We're gathering these players, and the rumor is that they're all going to be here in the spring-summer ahead of our fall season, playing MLS Pro, um, MLS Next Pro. Um, so this guy from Armenia, Bielefeld, is going to play in the third tier of American soccer for half of a season in order to get our team kind of coordinating and, and playing together ahead of the season, try to help these international players get acclimated. What do you think about that, Santiago?
2: So I have mixed feelings about it. Um, so great because you will have five six guys that will be uh, playing for the team in 2023 getting um getting used to the system playing together uh, building that soccer memory and getting ready for 2023 but then uh the negative i see is that people will probably be expecting uh this mls next pro team to uh to win all their games and to win by a lot of goals. And there could be some disappointment if the team um, doesn't get those results. But um, I think the positives outweigh the negatives. It'd be great for these guys to uh, build that chemistry and, and get ready for 2023, have have uh, three, four months of playing together under the belt and knowing uh, the system, knowing the coaches. I think that will be a plus for uh, 2023.
0: I guess the obvious downside is that he's playing down a level for a season. Will they be ready for MLS the following season? I mean, that's the obvious question, right?
1: And the biggest unknown too, because you know we say it's Division Three, we also say it's against reserve or two teams. We have no idea what kind of competition we're really going to see here. Mm-hmm. We, we can make a lot of speculation based on the old reserve league, based on the MLS two teams in USL, but. A full season of this is a huge unknown that we can only assume right now. Um, we're, we're assuming you're going to have that trade-off of knowing the system, playing with each other as the benefits versus the lower competition, but only time is going to tell on that front.
0: If we do make that Open Cup run, there could be some really nice reinforcements, right?
1: <laughs> Let's yeah. go.
0: Yeah, and and the
2: other thing, something uh, that, that – came to mind is if this is the case that they're going to come and, and play for uh, the MLS Next Pro team, I'm sure the team will have a plan to uh, get some friendlies uh, against USL teams or against other teams. So these guys have a uh, other competition, not only the MLS Next Pro, which as you guys said, it's, it's still an unknown how the level is going to be. So I'm sure the team will have a plan to get these guys playing against our teams and our players with with similar level
0: it's definitely an experiment right we've never seen an mls team do this to this extent i mean you could argue that since he did it i don't think nashville really did it um but there are some examples but you know we'll see Cincinnati, maybe yeah d- did i say Cincy? that's what i meant to say sorry well, but, you said nashville but yeah my bad yeah totally i mean they they tried to make a run for sure It didn't work too well, right? But this feels different from that. And it's the third tier, not the second. So who knows? It'll be fun to watch and fun to talk about. I think that's it, though, guys. I think we're going to sign off. So if you guys were streaming with us today, I appreciate that. If you're listening to the podcast, of course, we appreciate that. I think my goal is to come back next week with a good, deep roster dive. We'll go a lot deeper than today. And maybe we'll have some news to talk about as well that we haven't heard yet. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks to everyone who's... uh, signed in today the whole team was here you know i didn't even think about it but awesome all right we'll talk to you next week (laughs) bye everyone